Welcome, welcome to Slinger Stone Podcast, where real conversation, worldly events, personal stories are all discussed between brothers from different walks. Nothing is off limits. My name is Jimmy, and in this podcast, I'll be chopping it up with some of the realest brothers I know. So sit back and enjoy. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Sling and Stone Podcast. <laughs> what it do, baby? Dude, I love how you responded to a finger being pointed to. Hey, that's he all I quick. need. I, dude, that was fast. He like jumped into that spot so fast. Come on, man. I told you I'm carrying y'all, man. It's oh, me. It's on. prime time, fourth quarter. We need to score. Put the ball in my hand. <laughs> Let's go. Mm. Y'all trying to win the championship or what? Yeah, we, we, we're trying. That's we're what's wrong trying. with your generation now, bro. Y'all don't have Ooh. faith, bro. Aren't you guys in the same generation? Yeah, yeah I think we are. Well, I don't think so. Listen, we're, we're considered... I don't think so. Gen... I'm considered Gen X. Yeah, that's me, me too. Me too, right? Yep. Yeah. How do you determine? I don't know what I am. I don't know. What year were you born? You're Gen six. Huh? Wikipedia. Six. Wikipedia determines. Oh, you're, so, so your you're, generation fail. Oh, you're, you're a millennial. Wow. Yeah, you are. I, I, that's oh, you're a millennial? Yeah. yeah. Dang, man. That's what I do. He's a millennial. I forget bro. he's the baby of the group. I am the youngest of the group. Yeah. That's well, why well, I act like this. What's the range? Is that what it is? It gives you a range of The one that always yeah. is like, why, so why? The, our, the generation of our kids <laughs> why nowadays. Me? Why not me? Is Gen Z. So that'd be like 97, frame? 2012 to 2012. And You know what I did one time? I... Uh, you, could, you could Google anything nowadays. What? I Googled like the... <laughs> The characteristics of like each generation, and it was like spot on. Man. Really? Yeah. It was. It was. Wow. Yeah. Because they break it down from events. If yeah, you look at what, it, they break kind it from events. Yeah, and the things that mold them and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Social media. Um, believe it or not, presidency of a black president now is part of that. I've seen all that. Really? Uh, yeah. Millennial. So wait, what's what's like our what's our kids' generation? What's that called now? I believe it was. Give me one second. Gen Z. Z? Gen Z. Yeah. Gen Z. I don't even know what to think about. So that's... Gen uh, Z, meaning the end of the alphabet. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how they categorize that, but it's like... uh, I'll tell you right now, look. Gen Z. Gen Z is like the wars. Afghanistan wars, market crashing, um, political systems... Always being connected through social media, multitaskers, stuff like that. That that's considered our kids' generation. So that, that's Gen Z. What's hmm. millennials? Millennials is age, technology, tech, comfortability, families, um, wannabes, optimistic. That sounds about right. <laughs> Ron's like you just described me to a T. Yeah, like how did he know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I think that uh, generation. I don't know. I think. It, and guys, I apologize. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that as the generations go, life is getting different for this younger generation. To where there's a lot more. In, well, actually, we're just going to segue into it. So, generational entitlement. There's a lot more entitlement for kids that are growing up now than there were for us when we were older well you know what i noticed when i was reading these in the charts everything that formatted that name whether it be gen x gen z gen y whatever it is they formatted on what happened from one point to another you know what i'm saying so like a uh, timeline yeah so like the, the the wars right so those wars had to happen and the market crashing and whatever have you and then they just wrapped all that up and said, we're going to call this Gen X or we're going to call it Gen Y. We're going to call it Millennials, whatever. Right. Hmm. So I'm curious because they stopped at 2012 from what I see. So I'm curious. They're see like, what, we're tired of labeling this. Because now you have what? We have COVID. We've got so much that happened yeah. that I'm curious on what, what would label all this together. Because social media, yes, it's bad now, but it was, it was, it's been bad for years and just get bad. Yeah. So it's it's I'm curious on that. I think it I think that you're right, it's always been bad, but I think it's more available than it used to be. You know, correct as, a, as correct. opposed to because you're right, it's always been bad. I think that the information has always been there. The um you know, the bad things that come with social media or the bad things that come with the internet have always been there. It's just the availability is more. 
you know. Yeah. And now every child under the sun has a cell phone too. You know, so it's so easily available to everybody. Yeah. Uh, so as a parent, do you feel like your kids are entitled, have that entitlement? Yes. Absolutely. Let's be real. All right, I'll speak for myself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and not, you know, there is, there is, and I know that we've kind of touched on this before, but I think that there is a generation of, man, we're, and, and like I said, I can only speak for myself, but when I was growing up, like, and, and I got it, you know, I, I grew up in Minnesota, like on a farm, but it, life was hard. Like my parents' no's were no's and my parents' yeses were yeses. And that's just the way it was, you know? So if I went against that, I would get in trouble and it wouldn't just be like, I'd get a spanking. Like I'd get grounded for, and I'm not talking like grounded for 24 hours. Like I'd get grounded for like a week, a month, like you know, every privilege that I had would be taken away, you know? So I think it's different, but that being said is I think that there's, there's a generation of parents who are like, I didn't like the way that that was done to me. So I'm going to change things up. You know, I'm going to make my, my child's life a whole lot easier than mine growing up. So that's kind of where I believe that that entitlement comes from. I agree with that. I, I agree. I think you put them in the, I think for me, um, I had my first child when I was 20. Um, Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I know is being a father. But I was torn, and, th- and, and I finally started to understand what I was going through um, because I was raised by an old school mom that it was like, when we go to this grocery store, don't talk, don't do this, don't do that, be quiet, this. It was, it was so much stern stuff. And now it's like, when I understand that that messed me up because it made me hard. It made it hard for me to communicate. And now when I'm raising my my kids now, it's like I can't raise them like that because it's gonna give them the same feeling that I had. Like I couldn't. I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to kind of release what I was going through because it was like whatever my mama said. That that's what it was. Point blank. Period. So you yep. get. You get stuck in the middle of like, do I raise my kid this way or how do I raise them now? How do they need it now? So I got a question because I know that both you and Jimmy were both um, young fathers. So is there is there um, this moment having a child? Because y'all pretty much went from being young into fatherhood like right away, you know? Is there this moment of um, as a parent kind of like, wanting to like be their friend as opposed to their father or did you both just jump into father role right away do you, do you know what i'm saying like, yeah i know what you mean okay. i know what you mean go ahead ron it, it not for me because my mom was told me i'm your mom not your friend like, mm-hmm. that always stuck with me but my my daughter's mom it it's it's vice versa like so best friends and best that's friend. dangerous it is so dangerous because i'm still Dealing with the consequences of it today. Oh, like untying those knots. Mm-hmm. Huh. And yeah. it's hard. Because that is the role. Your role is as, as, as a parent. It's not a friend. Mm-hmm. You, as when they become adults, now we can transition to being friends. But no, you're, it, and it's, then the kids don't know their boundaries with the adult. Exactly. They don't know, because you're trying to be their friend, and all of a sudden now you want to be a parent. Like, you're confusing the kid. Like, hold on, you was just a friend, and now you're trying to discipline me? I'm like, well, where are we at? Like, so yeah. Just, that's that's hard because even like I can speak to me like currently right now. Well, not currently, but, but you know, maybe a year or two ago, um, being a stepfather, there was this moment where I s- tried to step into this role of, you know, OK, well, my my stepson has a father and he has a mom. So I'm just kind of this dude's best friend. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, you know, just befriend this guy and be this added bonus, which is all great. I'm not saying that that's bad, but there's this moment where. You know, you'll joke around, be like, hey, man, pick that up, get that taken care of. Like, let's do this. But it's like, well, wait, you were my friend two seconds ago. And now you're being, you know, the this, uh, you know, as he would put it, tyrant for making him clean his room. But still, mm-hmm. you know, like there's there's this there's this uh, position of, OK, I'm going to be the father and, and have, you know, uh, some sort of separation as like a father figure or I'm going to be this person's best friend. It's hard for a kid to decipher between the two, mm-hmm. you know? So, well, my, mine's was, um, I, mine's was a lot younger than Ron's. Mine's, 
I was a dad at uh, 16, 17. Wow. Um, really young. I think 17. Um, Still a kid, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have time to um, to think about, do I want to be a friend? Do I want to be this or do I want to... My role from when I decided not to... at that At that age... It was so common. I mean, it still is now, but it was so common and so easy to just be like, oh, I'm out. At that age, too. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Right? So I've already decided, okay, you know, I'm going to take the father role. Right. So I did that, and that's it. My only focus was I can't fail. I need to provide. Hmm. So there was no relationship in my mind other than work, you know, provide, work, provide. You know, that's it. You okay. know, making sure that my kids are eating, making sure, you know, and they were young. So um, I didn't have a relationship as far as that, like building so early at the age because I'm I'm young myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I knew I'd making that decision to stay. I just two jobs, you know, at 17, 18 years old, I had two jobs and it was just a matter of just providing. That's it. That, yeah. That's what my mind was at. That's it. Yeah. Do you think, and I know that, um, you know, you've got a broad spectrum of, you know, from your oldest to your youngest, right? So do you see like different and do you see like different entitlement from like your oldest to like your youngest, like the difference in that you would say in, let's say generation, like maybe one child thinks that they deserve something as opposed to the other, just since you have such a broad spectrum of ages? Uh, the easy answer would be like yes, but it's not. I, I I think all my kids has has at one point or another some type of from small or big some type of entitlement that I can pick up on. So maybe it was like an age thing. Yeah, it could be. Um, I, I again, I don't want to say it's the younger generation. I mean, it is the young generation because I see it more often on on other. Right. But if we we're speaking on what I noticed from my kids, I think they they. Some are a little bit too young for me to really identify if they have that, but yeah. um, I, I, and if I just want to speak broadly, I think I think just all for the most part have some all these kids nowadays are, are, are including my own somewhat, some maybe worse than others, but I think there's some small of entitlement oh. because now listen, so if you buy, I had to work hard, no one ever gave me anything. Right, you know that old story back in our days. We yeah. can say that, right? For the, for the most part, no one gave me a car. No one gave me no a down payment for a house. No, none of that. Right? Everything I literally, legitimately worked had to for. Work, work for, right? But now, my kids start to be blessed with getting a vehicle, right? Yeah. So, of course, I, in fairness to them, I think some type of entitlement is going to come from that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's that's from guilty from association like it's gonna happen uh, that's not to say that some milk it or no i'm sure there's kids out there that know they they're entitled and they just ride that wave right so i, I think all the kids I, I mean you guys can stop me wrong because you guys know your own kids but right. i think every, all the new generation kids have a little small entitlement but they have it because we as parents gave them everything that Absolutely. we didn't have so now Absolutely. they're coming into this world like I'm expected to have a $500 laptop. I'm expected yeah. to have a a $1,000 MacBook. Or my phone or every my phone. every I'm moment of the day. Because what do we do? We gave it to them. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. it. Get it. There you go. Listen, so, if you ever had, as a parent, if you ever had, here, here's a, let me answer this. I'm, let me give you the best answer. Kay. If you ever in your life had to have a conversation with your kid and say things like, well, I didn't have that growing up. I don't have a phone yeah, growing up. Yeah. Then your kid has a little bit of entitlement. Yeah, an <laughs> That's advantage. Because right? you will not have those conversations if your kid didn't have small, you know, signs of entitlement. That yeah. conversation won't happen. Yeah. I've had those conversations. I had to tell my daughter, my kid, whoever, hey, I didn't have that growing up. Mm-hmm. I had to walk to school. Or I had to do this. So I had to. So you know, yeah, I think you know. Let they, me they, throw this in here. Is entitlement a negative thing? I think it can be. But when we say entitlement, the first thing we always think negative. For the most part, we I think, think it's negative. negative. I think it's negative. But now, mm. I know I know where you're going with this, and and I agree with you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think it's more so right now. I'm in the mindset of like, I deserve this. Yeah. from doing nothing. Yeah, just because 
I, it's, 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 it's supposed to be given to me. It's your job to provide it. Yeah. Now my job to provide for you is a roof over your head, Mm -hmm. safety, food on your plate. Um, and you know, spiritually to be, you know, the head of the household, right. And to pray over you. Like there, there are certain things that I am responsible Mm -hmm. to do. I'm not responsible for buying you a car. I'm not responsible for purchasing you a phone. I'm not responsible for getting you, you know, the, the newest Jordans or, or whatever. Video games. Yeah, or video games or whatever. Those things I'm not responsible for. I agree. That's the entitlement that I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. And listen, real quick, let me take out the kid situation from this, right? As an adult, you can still be, you can still have that entitlement. Absolutely. You know, I've worked in, in when I've worked and I bust my butt and I'm, and I'm working hard to get, let's say, a promotion and somebody else gets it, I feel entitled. I worked hard. Like, I feel like I sh- you should just hand mm-hmm. me that. Mm-hmm. That's a part of entitlement. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't want to just keep it, on, keep it on the kids, but this is about generational. But I, I, I don't see, and I'm curious what you meant because I, yeah, I, I didn't get that. I know Christian said, oh, I know what you get. I don't know where you're getting. If there, is, there, is there a positive yeah. way of looking at I um, think so too. Entitlement on, and just, just I think so too because um and, and think, bring it to the spiritual aspect to it. Our our God is King, and as as King, we're entitled. As Him being King, we're entitled to some things. Some things just belong to us uh, through entitlement. Now I see what Christian was saying. Now when you just come in with like all oh, your nose up in the air, um, <laughs> this belongs to me. Just be, and just not be humble about it. It could be a problem. But even spiritually, you have to be in your word. You have to, you still have to work to like, to be entitled. You still have to do the same thing in the physical form, the worldly way, right? And and what I'm seeing too is these kids, and you guys said it, these kids are feeling entitled because of what we passed on to them. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. So entitlement can, um, so if, if, if it's completely negative, then why, why don't we just stop giving them stuff? No, so but we won't do that because we want our children to have a better the things we th- didn't that we correct. didn't have. Right. Yeah, but I think it's our responsibility to to keep them humble. That's one thing. Like, hey, listen, you are getting this because you are my child, mm-hmm. because you're entitled to these things because of what I've done, um, what I've worked for, and teach them how to work for these things too. But saying, letting them know, hey, you're getting this because because of who I am, you know. But isn't there a limitation? So, yeah. So, so like the limitation of, of what he was, what Pastor Mario was just saying, like you can very easily be like, well, you just said we're still doing it, we're still giving these the kids the things we didn't have, phones, cars, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But we can limit that and say, here's your phone, only use it for this and that. But now what yeah. happens is they go to school, they hang out with friends, and then their friends get to, hey, Dad, how come this yeah. person has the phone all day and that's not fair? Mm. That's when that guilt comes in, and you're like, you're kind of teasing your kid then. So it's a lose-lose situation if you want to look at it that way, I guess. Nah, I'm sorry. Pastor Mario just got me. <laughs> he got me. Matthew uh, 7, 9 through 11 says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, uh, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So I get the entitlement that you're talking about. There are certain gifts that as your son or as your daughter, they are entitled to spiritually, physically too. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, and, and I'm saying it because, you know, so many times, you know, there's a time that everybody was saying, oh, the millennials, the millennials, the millennials. Um, and I was falling into that, too, looking at the negatives because they weren't the way we would do things. And you, I, some, and I would switch it to, like, well, let's look at the positives of the millennials. Because um, every generation has some great qualities. Some generations, you know, it depends. And a lot of what happens in world events is what molds them that way. Um, Ron's a millennial. You know, we like him. Like, I think sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> depending on the day. Corey, you're uh, Corey be a millennial, and, hey, and, and you see. So, um, so by definition, this, this means I just looked this up just now. Entitled means to be dignified or distinguished by a title, having claim as every good man is entitled to respect. So that's what it's just saying there. You know, everybody. So there is a sense of entitlement. It just depends how you use the word, because. Mm. You, by being an honorable person, you're entitled to that respect. You're entitled to certain things like that. But I get what you guys are saying, too, with the kids. They just, without doing anything, without any, putting any work, they just feel like everything belongs to me. And no, not everything belongs to you. What belongs to you is what your household has built. You know, what, what your daddy did, what your, your mom did, what your, 
daddy in heaven did all those things. You know, that's that's what you're entitled to. You are entitled but to, yeah. You're entitled to those things. But again, it's staying humble with it. Mm. It's staying humble. And and every generation has their 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 pros. Every generation has different things. And I know our generation, we were more of uh, no one because I and this is how I know, because I tell my son all the time. He's like, man, figure it out. No one taught me how to do this thing. Uh, we, for the most part, had working parents. If you had both parents, or if you have single mom, that she was working. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, and, and that crossed over to the millennial also because millennials also a part of the the fatherless generation. Mm-hmm. So it was like you just had to figure it out. But now we're getting into this generation, which is which is a Z. Uh, yeah, they're more um, let's collaborate and let's do things together. Mm-hmm. Let's figure this thing out together, which is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but. You have to be, and I get frustrated too. <laughs> Some of the questions that these, the generation that has been like, are you serious? Like, and, and you got to teach them simple things as just how to turn on the TV or how to use a microwave. And it's like things that no one had, to, you just went in and figured it out. They want it to be shown to them, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing either sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in all fairness, something I'm starting to realize too is, you know, these kids, you ask them to do something having to do with social media or computer or something like that, and they'll excel. Boom gone like and can do it like somebody who has mm-hmm. a degree in it you mm-hmm. know as opposed to ron with tiktok <laughs> there you go you want to start when you say something when you said that about you know them being real techie and all that stuff i, I think because they're going to be the generation that makes life even more convenient for the next right with, with you know having different technologies or different things that system that comes in place to where they don't have to do the hard work that we did. They can just click a button and it's done. So that's why they're so techie and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to set up, they're, they're setting up for the, for the generation that's coming up behind them. Is it fair to say that the newer generation now is, is like the lazy generation? Oof. Um, I, I, they're the work smarter, not harder generation. They are. They yeah. Are. <laughs> I, I, uh, the one thing and uh, Pastor Mario, you even, I think touched on it today. Like, there's a reason why God put them into this specific spot for yeah. right mm-hmm. now. Okay. There are certain areas that they're stronger than us in. Absolutely. You know, that they are going to be able to handle this next generation's issues better than what we would handle. It ain't going to be taking out the trash. Uh, <laughs> oh, the trash is going to be taking out their stuff. <laughs> Dang, man. We still got to do that. Cut deep. <laughs> no, but they'll I, find a way for the trash to get there by itself. They, they'll find a way. Yeah, robot. They'll, yeah, teach, they'll teach the dogs to take out the trash. I trash. I trash. I trash. I You said something else that 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 hit me. Um, just the, the our kids now, they want you to, there's a lot of teaching. Right, you know, just how to open up a door, how to do this. Because I'm teaching my son now. It's like, when you go to a gas station, you tell a teller, "I want twenty on this." He was like, "Okay." And when you get out of the car, you got to pump the gas. And he was like, "I got to pump the gas." Like, yeah, that's that's what you should be doing as as a man. Mm-hmm. This is what you should do for your mom or your sister or whoever. This is what you're supposed to do. And and it also brought me back to a place that a place of I have to teach him how to control his anger too. Because I, I have to remember I'm raising a black man in America. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have too many times to lose your mind, cool. your cool, because that could be your last day. You mm-hmm. might not be able to make it home. So it's more teaching him, like, bro, you got you have to learn how to control your emotions sometimes. No matter what, yeah. you have to. And that, I think that's very important to me because at the end of the day, it's like I don't want to put my son in a situation to where he feels like it's okay to have these outbursts, but I want him to be able to express himself, but there's a time and a place to yeah, do it. no one and where for mm-hmm. the outburst. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm I'm in the limbo of, it's like, man, this is a scary time to raise kids. Yeah, and I'm going to go as far as this, because um, and, and th- that is an issue in this country. Um, I can only speak for this country, so it's the only one we live in. But in that, by you saying that, my child has an entitlement that he doesn't have to worry about that because I never had to teach him that. Mm-hmm. So that's a sense of entitlement. And, and, and I'm, for those that don't know, um, I'm Hispanic. I'm not even, I'm not white. Because everybody, everybody thinks, because everybody automatically thinks white privilege, white privilege, white privilege. And, and I just, figured Italian maybe. <laughs> Mario. But there are some things culturally. Yeah. Because yeah. society has developed that. Not that it's right, but society has that built in that 
there are things you as as a black man in America have to worry about that I don't have to worry about. There's things that I have to worry about that things that Christian won't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we look at the other culture and get mad at them. But I didn't choose to come out Hispanic. Christian didn't choose to come out. None of us chose our race. And we have to be able to walk in the other person's shoes as well to see mm-hmm. what it's like and, and, and own it. There are some things that, yeah, I'm entitled to. Mm-hmm. There's some things that you're entitled to. There's some things that everybody has some, a sense of entitlement. But it, it's, it's again, I think it comes down to understanding it and being responsible with it. Oh, that's good. That's being responsible good. with what you've been entitled with. Mm. Mm. I like what you said too, Ron, of of teaching your son the when and the where, um, especially because of. His national, you know, his nationality, like it's, it's important because because I think, um, you know, like I don't have to grow up and really emphasize to my son. You're Hispanic. You have to move this way. You're Hispanic. Sure. I had to do that. But that's the environment I was in. I won't really necessarily say it's because I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that could that could kind of go. Yeah. If I was white and I'm living in, in the worst of the worst and area, that's I'm going to get treated culturally. the same way. Yeah, depending on where you at, you know. Correct. So you, as a black man in America, have to go out of your way, unfortunately. Have to go out of your way and let him know he is a very strong black man and what are the downfalls. Because there are downfalls to to living as a black man, that then t- having the less of the entitlement or having the type, whatever you want to cut that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I think it's important and not, not to ignore that part and just say, I'm good. So you're good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important. I'm glad you, you recognize that. I know that that's something that's, that you have to teach your son and go out of it. You know? And the crazy part, he don't, he doesn't understand. You don't see it. No. He, he don't see it. He's, he's not supposed he's not to. Yet. He's yeah. not supposed to see that. But unfortunately the society yeah. has put it to where you have to recognize it and yeah. teach him. And it's like, just be a kid. Why yeah. can't you just be a yeah. kid? Yeah, yeah. I, I think but that it, that's it too. Is like there's this there's pr- this protection that you have over your child to where it's like okay, right here I'm protecting you from all this. You don't got to worry about all that. Just be a kid right now. But there is this moment where the reality is going to happen. There's going to yeah. happen. The reality, you know. Oh, it could happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It could happen earlier. It could happen yeah. later. But it is going to happen. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. That's good. So um, I have another question I yeah. want to throw out there. Do you think that um, this generation uh, I want to not is more sensitive, but maybe is is needs more affection. I guess you can say. I think so, and I, I think, don't remember needing that much affection as a child. Ooh, that's tough. I think they need it because they're not taught how to be social. Is that what it is? I, I think I think it has a, a little bit to do with it. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. like they're so disconnected because everything is phone. It is phone, and I was just reading. I just pulled this up. Like some of the things of this generation, which is the one after the millennials. And it says they value social responsibility and diversity. That's one thing. According to some poll, I don't know. How it it sounds like identity right there. Yeah. They, yeah. Va- they value social responsibility and diversity. Um, it says 95% of 13, my son's 13, he falls right in that category, to 17 have access to a smartphone. Yeah. Um, this has led the Gen Zers growing up with immediate access to the internet, news, and social media. In fact, social media has allowed them to express their thoughts on political and cultural issues before they even old enough to vote. So these things can affect, you know, having those things. They see. Then the next one was they expect to work with modern technology. Yeah. So that's when you get a person this age. And, uh, Corey, and we've seen this when we, we hire, like, younger guys. They just don't know what to do with anything. And you got to tell them exactly. I had this one kid, and I was like, he, his first day at work, I showed him how to clean windows. He didn't know how to clean a window. What? But ahead of time, I knew what generation he was coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, so I probably would have like, hey, YouTube, and then you'll learn it quicker. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right. And he did it one day, and then the next day, and we have a high traffic. Our windows get messed. Every day there's something there. You can clean it out. An hour later, you had to clean it again. So the next day, I was like, hey, can you clean the windows? He goes, yeah, but I did it yesterday. Wow. So in my head, I'm, frustration wants to come in, but I'm noticing this kid probably at home. Don't even do it. Doesn't well, clean a window, and it, and that's a common reality with that generation too. Even Correct. even something as simple as, and um, I know that we were talking about trash earlier. 
now that's kind of a wake up call for me because I look at, you know, my, my son and I say, Hey, I need you to take out the trash. Okay. So he goes to take out the trash for that day. I come back and I'm like, Hey, every time that's filled, I need you to take the trash out. So I come back the next day and it's filled and I'm like, Hey, I need you to take the trash out. And he's like, but I took it out yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, that makes perfect sense to me right now. It's kind of like disconnect, disconnected. This is an ongoing thing. Like you have to. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Um, what what was the question you asked? You you said do you feel like the do we feel like the new generation needs more t- uh, like affection like you know um, and I know you answered it, Mara. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of def- I give don't a different me standpoint. personally I don't think it's affection and and okay. I say that because I think they too um I don't know what I don't want to use the word soft but you go ahead I I, want to go with uh, what I'm learning okay let me speak for for my kids because I don't really deal with other people's kids so let me speak for my kids what I'm learning more so what I need now sure affection but I agree I didn't really have that much affection growing up so I guess that's why I don't see it that way right I think what I'm learning more now with my kids more is I need more patience oh I'm with you I need more patience because, yeah, sure, I could get the affection part, but I didn't have the, my parents didn't have patience neither. So I didn't have neither. I didn't have, I didn't have affection and I didn't have the patience. My mom said, this needs to be done or, the, or this is going to happen. But you're saying that's what you need, right? Well, mind you, there's six brothers and sisters of mine and we all uh-huh. came out the same way as, not the same way as far as the outcome of our life, but the same way as far as the need, what, what was needed and what was empty in our lives. Um, and then, so, and then I have, as you guys know, five kids, right? So I can look through all my kids and say, I feel like, I'm not saying that my kids don't need affection. I'm saying, I don't think they need more of, because for me, if, if you have, if, if you, if you have a, a husband, if the father and, and mom are in the house, for me, mm-hmm. for the most part, the affection is going to come from the mom. Most of the time. Mostly. Mm-hmm. It usually does. In my house, it does. That doesn't mean I, I'm not supposed to have affection. I have affection. But I think with all the affection my, my, my wife gives the kids, right? And then I'm going to pour that same amount. I think my kids are going to be melted. Like, <laughs> they're not going to have no sense of, of, of being stern and hard, especially my man, the, the, the boys. Mm-hmm. So what I lack... When I, this is why I said, you're right, Christian. This is why I say I speak for me. What I notice I lack is the understanding of the new generation now. I'm I so, think that's all of us, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's the patience. It's the, I don't want to hear it. My son, yeah, but I don't want to hear it. Back in the day, I had to do it, and that's it. It's just the patience. Isn't it crazy, though, though and, and, and you're right, because I, I respond the same way. But isn't it crazy, though, how our parents said the exact same thing? Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I had to yeah, deal with that's this. that's it. You know, mm-hmm. I had to, Get it done. Maybe, maybe an afterthought, and maybe I should say this to the to the end. But maybe an afterthought should be, we should start focusing on what their strengths are. Yeah, you know, and kind of like just come to the realization that this is a different generation. You don't think that's catering? Listen, man, I can I can sit there and I I can say that it's catering, but at the end of the day, my job is to build my kids up. Right, right, right. But so, all the way around. No, you're right. You're right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying get taken advantage of. Right, right. You know, but uh, maybe work with what it is that I'm, you know, okay. So for instance, let me, let me use this as an example. When we were talking about affection, like y'all know um, my steps on this dude, as strong as anything, thinks he's like the toughest man in the world right now, thinks he can beat everybody up. Like uh, he's a UFC champion and has never practiced martial arts in his life so that being a long resume yeah right (laughs) um hasn't done anything that that being said though he uh there are these these moments where he's like yes i'm tough i'm tough i'm tough no i'm good i'm good but there are these moments where he does need that affection he'll come up to me on the side right just looking for some sort of you know hug or you know handshake or or some sort of um What's the word I'm looking for? Some sort of acknowledgement mm-hmm. of who he is, you know? Correct. And like, like looking at me like, please tell me I'm doing something good. Please tell me I'm doing something right. And my job is just to acknowledge him and, and give him that, yeah, you're good. You're a good kid. You know, like, 
yeah, you might not have the same strengths that I had growing up and I might not have the same strengths because look at these kids these days. These kids are coding at like 12. What is that? Do any of you guys even know how to code? Yeah. Maybe Corey. Corey yeah. might know how to code. Corey the jack of all trades. Yeah. Corey wrote the code. Yeah. <laughs> I am the code. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, think, I think that my takeaway from this is, and I know I'm early with the takeaway, but my takeaway from this is... Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't be a pushover, and don't, 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 um, you know, encourage the kids to do things that you know are not right. And our job is to raise functioning members of society. Okay. That being said, let's start working with their strengths. That that's so that kind of brings me to where I've kind of been. I would say in a different space. Raising my my son, well, my my oldest son. He's so much different than me, and it's, it's it was hard for me to understand that he's different. Different as in I'm more outside basketball, this, this and that. Mm-hmm. He's like – A people person. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to do all that. And it, str- it, it was a struggle with me. He was like, this is, this is the way, but it's not him. It's not him. It's not him at all. So it, it, was, it was more of a battle of – Okay, how do I come down to his level? Or or I have to change the way I'm parenting him because the way I desire love is not the way he desires it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. The language is different. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's totally good. different. Push his strengths. Yeah. yeah, it's it's totally different. When you say push his strength, like I'm like, that's that's it. Like I, I have to sometimes you have to learn and unlearn your kid, like because they evolve every day. Mm-hmm. And he's not the same as he was, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and the battle came. It was like, son, why don't you like this? Why why aren't you doing this? And 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 he's like, nope. I'd rather sit here and play my game. And and I had to say, you know what, Ron? That's him. You 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 gotta you gotta understand that's just him. And it was like, wow, this is this is. It's hard. Yeah, because nobody wants to be in a chokehold. None of us liked when we were younger being in a chokehold by our parents and being mm-hmm. told what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so what makes us think that this next generation wants to be in a chokehold? Yeah, you know, I think we just got to stop comparing our generation with next. Yeah, because for the most part, um, us three over here, Christian and, and Jimmy, uh, there's two generations behind us now. Yeah, there's two generations behind us. So that the generation, what is Z again? Z is the Z Y, <laughs> yeah, millennial. They, they're going to be doing things totally different from the way we did things. The way we work was different. Um, they're getting more into technology, even more into technology. Yeah, yeah. They're not looking for physical labor. They're yeah. not because they're not being shown physical labor. Listen, my kids don't even, they don't even see me sweep the floor because I have a Roomba, you know? So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so then they get a job at somewhere and then like sweep the floor. I'm like, uh, I don't know, where's the robot, you know? But, you know, so we have to learn, we can't compare. Because work ethic is work ethic, you know, like if, but we can't say, we can't, for example, our generation will be like, oh, he's a hard worker because they saw him physically working. This generation, they technically could be hard workers, but they're not breaking a sweat. But they're investing and putting their efforts, maximum efforts, whatever they're doing. So we can't compare it to, to our times and their times. We have to, and I think it'll be better, like you guys are saying, let's focus on their strengths. Yeah. Because there's something that we can learn from them too. Um, and, and, and I think our generation is, is uh, this is the cool thing about our generation. We were before technology and we evolved through technology. So we see both yeah. sides of it. Same. They all, they were born into the technology. Yeah, they yeah. don't know anything after that. They come out with an umbilical cord and a tablet. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think really quickly and Ron, this is um, to you too, because I've heard you say this so many different times. So I'm kind of quoting you, but I think one of the main important things with working with their strengths is teach them that they have to follow through. Yeah. Yeah. Have to follow through yeah. what it is. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the important thing is yeah. following through with what you say you're going to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And still teach the values. There's some things that are gonna yeah. technology can't teach you. Respect, you know, those things, your character and all that stuff. Technology can't teach you that. That's still that still needs to be modeled in the same exact way. So Man. now I know I know this is kind of, you know, off subject, but it, it hit me while you were talking. Mark, that's that's one of the problems within the church. There's different generations running the church and everybody can't relate as mm-hmm. much, right? So you got somebody that's you know, your generation trying to speak to somebody that's 
in the new generation, mm-hmm. and it's not sticking because it's just a different way of learning. It, it is, yeah. So it's 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 so hard. Or not understanding. Or not understanding. Because the way you was taught the Bible, they're not going to understand it like that. They was taught the Bible the Bible app. They're not talking about a physical Bible. Mm-hmm. They they want the Bible app. Give me the app. Let me look at it, right? It's, it's so many different things, variables that plays in, in our everyday life. And it's just, it, it just hit me. It was like, man, that's why people don't come to church sometimes. It's the, 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 the way they was brought up or the way the church was back in the day, the, the church never evolved. It mm-hmm. stayed in one place. The communication's not at their level. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I get, that. I get that. That's where the barrier has to be broken because in order for somebody to listen to you, you have to come down to their playing field, but you also have to let them know when you come down to their playing field, you have to elevate the conversation too as well. Mm-hmm. But if you want to reach everybody, you sometimes you got to dumb it down. Like You got to bring it to a sense to where a kid can come sit in your church and be like, oh, I get I got it. it. And, I you, get and it. you know, that's what got me to, to reflection because the gentleman standing up front preaching to me right was someone that I felt like I could relate that's my age it's not this is not a shot at no other pastors but it's not like a 90 year old man standing up there speaking so biblical I just don't understand me coming fresh off the, the, the door I don't understand and you know what if I come in the door and I don't even get a glimpse a taste anything of what you're saying I'm already uninterested and don't care to be there so Still now? No, 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 no. I'm saying... Oh, yeah. When, <laughs> it's coming from a non-believer. Coming from a non-believer, yeah, yeah. correct. It's got to be something you connect with. That has right, to. right. Yeah. So, yeah, that connection has to... You know, and that was the problem me going to different churches is, is different different generations are up there preaching. <laughs> 1948, 53, whatever. I don't... And they speaking not my generational language, so you're not getting it intrigued me. You're not. You know? And then when I get up there and... And I'm like, oh, here we go again, another church. And then when I hear pastors speaking, and he's not, he's speaking biblical, but he's not speaking like reading from the Bible type, you know what I'm saying? It, it was like, oh, okay, I understand this. Mm. I, it's, it's, I understand, I, you know, now you, you know. And so that's, I'm talking about coming in without no type of, um, faith, no type of, you know, godly ways of, of, you know, like I'm not in my walk is what I mean, like years ago. So um, I think, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I agree. That's that's going to be the challenging part for the new pastors coming up, being able to. Yeah, that's a challenge for me. No, I was about to, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say even now. I don't even think. say that. I don't even wait. Listen, because I'm speaking to my generation. It's probably the easiest thing to do. Correct. I'm speaking to a generation behind me, which it can be. Okay, I go. can still relate. I can still relate. <laughs> yeah. But then the generation behind them, and I'm like, okay, I have to get into their world too. Mm. But not only that, the most intimidating generation for me to speak into is the one before me. Mm. When I see somebody that's already the generation, well, I think they're like baby boomers or whatever, yeah. they come in, and I'm like, all right, they have so much experience and so Theologians. Many, and, yeah. yeah. So now they're going to see me, and, they, and they're like, oh, okay. But so when I'm able to connect with them, I'm like, Wow, you know, it, it really, it really, it really shows what God can do through you if you just let Him, you know, just use you. But that's the generation that intimidates me the most because they are more experienced, so they coming in already with their okay, yeah, he's wearing jeans, yeah, oh, here okay. we go, here we Look go, at the style of music here, and all, all this, yeah. the, you know. So, so I don't want to be that generation that passes that on to the next generation. Mm. So when they enter the door, I don't want them to be feel that we're looking down already. Okay. Look at them walking in with their whatever clothes they're wearing now. Mm-hmm. Look at the way they're, they're no, I don't want to be that. I still want to be able. Here yeah. comes a man of God. Yeah. Yeah. We still, doesn't mean we we bend the foundation. No, the foundation is still a foundation. We're going to preach Christ. We're going to keep it, all that stuff for every generation. But we have to be wise on how we connect with every generation. Absolutely. Correct. No? And I know we heard uh, um, closing thoughts with Christian. What, what's yours, Ron? What's your final thoughts? I think my final thoughts for me is. Um, just understanding that it's it's different. Yeah. Like it's it's a totally different ball game uh, when it comes down to entitlement, um, how you're raising the kids, their environment that they're in. It, 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 you almost have to remove yourself from the situation and 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 just look like, bro, it's this a totally different. It's it's new. 
Mm-hmm. This is something totally new. Let me let me add on to that. I know I said my final thought, but how important is it for us to talk to the new generation? Yeah. Because of the fact that what we're doing now, don't get me wrong, it's good, but we're looking for we're looking for future generations exactly. on how it's going to affect future mm-hmm. generations as well. You know, and unless you have that mentality, all you're doing is speaking now, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. But you need to speak into the future generations as well. You Christian, know? that yeah. was a word. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a word. So let me let me give my final thoughts. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, I know I spoke on patience. Um, but what I what I I'm I I really just getting it gathering this now is understanding that how many times do we all because I've heard all of us speak this, man, we've had it harder. We had, you know, we had to go to this. I had to I think we forget. When I went to school, I didn't have to worry about school bombings. I didn't have to worry about, you know, school, how the crazy, like the things we complain as parents for our kids, Mm -hmm. that weight is on our kids' shoulders as well. Mm -hmm. It it affects them. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up, going to middle school, early middle school, I used to walk to school. I can't lie. I don't feel comfortable allowing my kids to just walk to school without worrying about that. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, you know what speaks to all generations? That doesn't matter how many it is when you get in your word. And that doesn't change. Exactly. And that's what I need to get my kids Amen. into. Mm-hmm. I need to get my kids into, this is how I'm going to win. I've declared this I like yesterday. That. I declared it before. And I'm fully, fully declaring it now. If I get in my word, I don't have to worry about generational nothing. Yeah, that's right. Come on. That's right. Nothing yeah. generational. That word will no longer exist because if my kids are living in their word, then the generation doesn't matter and mm-hmm. at that point. That's good. It yeah. doesn't. The gener- everything, everything is else in the falls Bible. into place. Yeah. And I think we're so focused on teaching our kids and how on what generation does what and whose was harder. And we forget if we put that same amount of energy into the Bible and put our kids into the word, that we just wasted their time. And that's where I'm at. Come on, Jimmy. Man, I'm I so, hear the passion behind that. And, and, and I'm serious, it, man. Yeah. Like for real. Like that, like I'm that I'm like I'm I listen, I just sat down with my kids today and I didn't want to bring this up, but and I said, moving forward, before you touch a phone, you guys are spending an hour in your Bible. And we're doing it together. Amen. And moving forward, this Amen, is what's man. gonna happen. And I think this is the stance we all need to take. Um, I know we got into the whole generational thing, which is good, and it does. You know, when I, you Google it, it all looks interesting. But if we get into the Bible, that's what we need to start mm-hmm. focusing on. You want to know something? It's funny that you say that. I just got to, and people might agree with me, people might not agree with me. My kids are very motivated as far as like money wise. Like they really are motivated money wise. So I figured, well, why not try and motivate them money wise? So I tell them, hey, read a book of the Bible. Give me a full book report based off of what it is that you just read in the Bible. Go ahead and give me five bucks for it. You know, now I know that some people might not. Some agree. people are like, oh, you're paying them. To yeah, that, that's on their fine. Own. But you want to yeah. know something? There is no other place I'd rather have yeah. them be than in the You're work. investing in the, yeah, in, the, in the spiritual life. So. But you're setting them up for work, though. When, when they go to work, they're getting paid to do the work. Yeah. But listen, this is the problem. Like, I, I can have a comment on that if you were saying I'm going to pay my kids to do the dishes. Right. And usually I share that comment. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to pay my kids. To, but I don't care how you get your kids into the word. Yep. That's different. Mm-hmm. That's it. If, if that works, it works. And if you're that person sitting there, well, I'm not going to pay my kids. Well, then maybe you're not trying hard enough. Come on. Whatever man. works works. I'm not. I'm. That's what I'm for. Whatever works. I'm. Not, listen. I don't. I don't want nobody telling me how to run my house, and I'm not going to tell nobody how to run it. But if your ki- if you could get your kids into the Bible, and it only costs you five bucks, yeah. Pay five bucks. I don't care, bro. <laughs> like, I don't care about that. You, you already paid a thousand dollars for the phone, so what's the extra five? <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's no, good, real, man. Dude. Like, they're watching YouTube for free. Exactly. <laughs> that's right, man. That, that's my bottom. thoughts. That's that's, that's good. My firm yeah, thoughts. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. Jimmy said it off. I don't know. And then people with what? Uh, trash cans. <laughs> trash cans. No, we were talking about earlier. Full dumpsters. <laughs> like, now forget the trash. Jimmy went into a, a, another mode, man. That, <laughs> Okay. No, and it's so it's so true though. The Bible is going to be consistent and constant through all generations. That breaks all generational curses, barriers, all that other stuff. And 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 it's so true. And but it's 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 so hard for people to get to be constant in their word. And that does break all those things. And but we do have to realize that 
every generation has its own obstacles. And every generation, God knew those obstacles were going to come for that generation. So they are equipped for those obstacles, but they need the word of God through it. So that as, 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 as being the leading generations, we had to remind them and bring them to that place that you're going to have battles that I didn't have. Oh, yeah. But I have the cheat code. <laughs> I got the cheat. I got the cheat code, code that's going to yeah. help you through these things. Yeah. Go and and you know it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. And and some things you know that we did and we stick to, then they weren't good. <laughs> no, they didn't work at all. <laughs> and then we look back and be like, well, "I tried not good. It must have worked." <laughs> yeah. No, just because you made it work, don't I, mean it worked. I'll take it this I way. I just so happened to fall into the situation. <laughs> I'll take it this way. Ron Corey and I, we work recreation. You know, when we were growing up and kids, we played dodgeball, and you guys did too, dodgeball with the rubber ball. With that the red ball. Oh, the one that hurt. Then, and it had the small one too. We used to call it the meatball. Yeah. That thing used to bounce <laughs> off you, see stars and everything like that. Leave big old red welts on <laughs> But we're like, yeah, we were tougher. Was that smart? <laughs> no. So then we, we complain about this generation. They play with a softer ball. But I'm like, do you want your kid to get hit with the meatball? You guys are punks. But, no. Right. But let me tell you. My daddy used to be like, we used to use rocks. <laughs> you know you know the softballs that we use now? The little yeah, the rubble. gator skins. And <laughs> yeah. I had somebody I was working with. One of the kids threw the ball and hit one of the counselors in the head. She had a concussion. See, they soft. I bought ours would have killed them. <laughs> Look, she probably would Yeah, she would have died, bro. She would have done. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. She had a concussion. The, one, the, the, the kids threw the ball, hit her, had a concussion. So that's. Wow. Guns, <laughs> dodgeball. Guys, it's been good. Real yeah, good. It has, good. man. It good. Man, I had some, I literally had some conviction and changing my whole thought process on certain things so this has definitely been real good yeah man, this is, i appreciate you guys uh, yeah this is dope man I needed hey, it. hey listen so check us out on all podcast forums also check us out on instagram facebook tiktok youtube shorts um please 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 write us at sling and stone podcast at gmail.com y'all have a good night yep. Yep. Stay out. stay blessed let's go Thank you for listening to Sling and Stone. If you like what you hear, please show love. Subscribe, follow. If you want to get updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We would love to hear from you. My name is Jimmy. Until next time, God bless. Peace.